Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I am honored to be back with you for another episode. If you haven't checked out last week's episode where I talk about the January effect, make sure to listen to that episode first. So stop this one if you haven't listened to episode number 12 and listen to that first before listening to this one. All right, so in the last episode, we talked about why I think timing is good to add to part of your portfolio as a way to, to hedge against other kinds of risks. And I talked about the January effect and the power of it. This episode, I wanted to talk about another timing tool that could be used called the 200-day moving average. Now, there's two different camps in the financial planning and the investment world, one being fundamental analysis, the other being technical analysis. Fundamental analysis says, let's look at the earnings of a company, the PE ratio. Let's look at revenue to sales. Let's look at the balance sheet and see what is the value of this business if you value it by its books, the book value of it. And you you crunch all of these numbers and you say, okay, this one company, company A, has all these low ratios and the stock is down a lot, clearly it's a great buy. Whereas you look at this other company that gosh, the price relative to their earnings is really, really high. They have a lot of debt and therefore they're not as good of a buy. So use fundamental analysis to identify company A is better than company B. In technical analysis, what we're doing is using charts in order to identify potentially where are good times to buy and to sell. And I was trained as a CFA, a chartered financial analyst, the CFA charter holder, I should say, as really looking more at the fundamental side. A lot of the training was on the fundamental, fundamentals, fundamentals. And as, as I moved along in my career and was just exploring different things and, and learning about what are all the different things you could do and different parts, technical analysis came off to me and still, still does in a lot of cases as you look at these charts as being something that day traders use something that that they're using to make buying and selling decisions on a daily basis or weekly basis and they're doing a lot of activity it's like oh charts here need to sell charts here need to buy charts here need to sell charts here need to buy and that was just far more work than i ever wanted to do for myself nor could i figure out a, a way to really systematize it and work it out well and so Back a a long time ago, one of my partners 
brought up this idea of the 200-day moving average and a 50-day moving average. And what the, these different moving averages are is the average price over XYZ number of trading days. So you can look at a five-day five day trading average. You can look at a 10-day moving average, 50-day moving average, 100-day moving average, 200-day moving average. Keep in mind those are trading days, right? So if you divide that by five, that's the number of days in a work week. So a 50-day moving average is the equivalent of uh, 10 business weeks altogether, right? 50 divided by 5 gives us 10. A 100 being 20 business weeks, almost half of a year. 200 days being 40 weeks, nearly three-quarters and beyond of a year, so very long-term. And if you ever pull up a chart, I really like to use Yahoo uh, as a free tool. So I highly recommend looking at Yahoo. You can pull up a particular graph, make it full page and, and play around with this stuff a little bit. If you're on Yahoo in the upper left-hand corner on the desktop, there is a um, button that has a plus sign that says indicators. One of them being moving averages, Bollinger Bands, MACD, moving average deviation, all of these different technical tools that people use. So if you add the indicator of a moving average and enter in 200 for the period, and then you add another one, let's say, and make it a 50-day moving, moving average in comparison, you can really compare the two in terms of how they are doing. The 200-day, because it's 40 weeks, right, it's, it's generally slower moving. You're moving much more slowly. It doesn't gyrate as much. A 10-day moving average really moves with the market because it's about two weeks worth. So the, the big con of the 200-day moving average is it's never near the top the vast, vast majority of the time. It's constantly lagging the trend. So if a, a trend is moving quick, then you, you have to keep a very close eye on the market versus the trend because um, it can surely move beyond it really quickly. Now, I took a look at the 50-day moving average. I took a look at the 100-day moving average. And what's hard is you have the, the blue line, which is the, the S&P 500, for example, and it's squiggly, right? It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. It's moving constantly. It might be trending in a direction, but there's lots of peaks and valleys and hills and valleys and peaks and valleys and uh, along the way. And if you look at the 50-day moving average, just looking here at the last year, it's crossed it once, twice, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, about I'd say 16 to 17 times, which means if you're following that signal religiously, you are moving in and out, changing stuff 17 times in the last year. If you compare that to the 200 day moving average, once, twice, three times, four times, about six or seven times, which if you're following it religiously, you know, is, is half the amount of times that you've, uh, or maybe one third the amount of times that the 100 day moving average has done it. And now a commercial break. 
Well, my friends, you have probably heard I am now a completely independent financial advisor. And and as the time that uh, I I am recording this, the stock market is down. Now, there's a lot of question in terms of where is the market going? Where should I be investing my money? There's no better time than now to get a review of your portfolio and make sure that you are set up properly. As a matter of fact, tax season is around the corner too. Maybe you're looking for some tax strategies and hints and you want someone to talk it over with besides your CPA. Feel free to give my assistant Kyla a call at 612-284-2409 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Again, call 612-284-209 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. And now back to the show. Why I like the 200-day moving average, it's, it's much more following a longer-term trend, which the basic idea being, hey, you want to sell high and identify a good time to buy low. You may have heard a saying, don't catch a falling knife. Well, that's very much the idea of the 200-day moving average. If the market is moving down and swiftly, you're looking for it to find the bottom. Where is the bottom of the market? And you're not wanting to catch that knife too early until it's hit the floor. And that way you can safely pick it up by the handle rather than trying to catch it before it hits the floor. And you know, you get a knife right in your hand, you gotta go to the ER, right? So that's the idea of the 200-day moving average is you're not catching the falling knife if there continues to be a series of valleys that get lower and lower and lower. Now, the con is that, as you can see, just reading out the last year, it's still six instances of which to make changes. And so if you're following this as a potential tool, I would say you want to look for it to cross above and below that line by 3% or more, because that takes out a lot of the gyrations out of it. Another um, way that people use this technical analysis, which can work just equally as well, uh, as a matter of fact, it ends up being a very similar number of instances, is to look for when the 50-day and the 200-day cross, which if you look in the last year, two times, two times that uh, it's crossed, which is very, very similar to taking a plus or minus 3% on the 200-day. The idea being with the 200-day moving average, if you sell as it goes below that, as the market, the S&P 500 in this case, goes below that trend line minus another 3% from that time, okay, this is clearly a longer term trend in place. Let's reduce our stock exposure just like last time. Don't sell out of this stuff, guys. If you're gonna do this, don't go 100 and then zero, right? Like you could be wrong. The signal could be wrong. Hedge your bet, you know, play with some of the percentages to reduce your risk some and then increase it uh, as well. Um, so when you go above that that line of the 200-day moving average plus three, then take more risk. This is a less risky, longer-term time period. Same kind of idea with the, the crossover of the 50-day the and the 200-day. When the 50-day crosses below the 200-day, that's a sell point. When the 50-day crosses above 
the 200 day, that's a buy point, which if you look most recently, that happened on February 2nd was that date. Guess what? <laughs> the, very similar to our January effect. When did the sell point happen? It was on March, uh, looks like 14th, 2022, which essentially, if you look at where we're at, is uh, a little, a bit higher by a f quite a few percent than um, where we are now. Looks like on March 14th, it was at about 417. If you bought, actually it's about even in this particular case. You bought most recently. Uh, you're not hurting yourself, but you're not helping yourself. In comparison to that last sell signal, like the crossover of the 50-day and the 200, the last time um, before 2022 that it crossed above was on July of 2020, which then there was this big upward movement that didn't stop until March of 2022. So that's like a year and a half before having to make an adjustment. So that's what I like about these particular timing tools is that they are less frequent. You're not day trading the heck out of it. It gives you the chance to maybe do better than the market and take advantage of some longer term trends whether you use the 200-day moving average plus or minus three or use the crossover of the 50 and the 200. But make no mistake, um, you will have times that the market reacts very, very quickly and you can end up on the wrong side of these trades. In a uh, flatter market, um, these don't work as well. In a long-term trending market, these work wonderfully well. So if the trends are short, you're gonna be on the negative side. If the trends are long-term, you can really hedge your bets. So again, if you're gonna use something like this, let's say you have 80% in stocks and you get that, that crossover of the 50 days cross below the 200 day, well now maybe you move 20% out. Right, so you still have 60% in stocks. Don't sell the whole enchilada, just go ahead and reduce your risk a little bit. Then hey, when it crosses back above, now add that 20% back. So that's kind of how I would recommend treating this is um, don't go crazy. You know, if, if you want to reduce it drastically, you, you could maybe the 30 or 40%, but I surely wouldn't um, recommend making wholesale changes because you could be wrong. You take a look at these last two signals. Well, guess what? You're flat. You know, you looked good for a long time period, but because the trend turned around relatively quickly. This wasn't a multi-year trend. This was a year trend. Uh, you didn't capture the very, very bottom. You didn't capture the very, very top. You kind of bought and sold near the middle of the range. But in a longer term trend of two years, this is where this works really, really well. And so that's why I think it's a great compliment, whether you do the January effect, you use the 200 day plus or minus three, or you use the 200-day crossing the 50-day moving average. These are all ways to hedge your risk, not have all of your money working the same because the next 10 years won't be like the last 10. They, they will be different. And so if you want help with this, you want to talk about the strategy, we'll love to touch base with you and help you out with trying to implement it. 
feel free to send me an email if you have any questions. Dave, D-A-V-E, at David, D-A-V-I-D, Deniston, D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N.com. And this, my friends, wraps up another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast, I mentioned insurance products. Insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.david.com. Deniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.